It is nighttime, and we see a working-class neighborhood. Chimneys are espousing the smoke and heat of evening meals. Men and women can be seen walking down the roughly cobbled streets, some holding lunch pails, some whistling jaunty tunes. A few children play with sticks and balls as a horse-drawn wagon passes, and the driver tips his cap. There's a humble, wooden-framed cottage seated next to a roll of similar, small, yet steadily built homes. We follow a widely built older man with red hair running to gray, presumably the governor of this small parcel of land, as he walks squarely through a gate and up the steps. We see a quaint living space which is obviously filled with family and love. The walls are covered with knickknacks and keepsakes. Every square foot seems to be taken up by furniture, a person, a household pet, or some sort of belonging. A fire provides crackling warmth to the room as a man enters and looks about in expectation. Two young twins, red-headed girls, jump up from their dolls at the hearth and rush into the man's arms. Papa, Papa, there was a fight. The girls' excited exclamations continue, intermingling incoherently as children of a certain age do. The man looks puzzled and glances around again. Ora, where are you? She's in the kitchen, Papa. We see a girl who has just entered her teens folding laundry on the other side of the room. The ponytail of long red hair sways with excitement at the man. The man hugs each girl in turn, kisses them on their heads, and moves into the kitchen. Thank you, Colleen. Good work, that is. At the stove, a stout, dark-haired woman stirs a pot forcefully, murmuring softly to herself. Sitting at the edge of the table is a small purse, but the glint of silver can be seen revealing itself. As the woman realizes she isn't alone, she turns. We can see from her eyes that she's been crying. The flush in her face reveals she's clearly upset. Thomas, told you it weren't a godly thing to be doing, but you didn't listen, did you? You allowed it. And now, look what's done and happened. Fighting like a hooligan in the street. And for money, no less. Mrs. Egan makes the holy symbol of Eridon with her hands. And Mr. Egan embraces her and makes a shushing noise. Well now, I'm sure it's not as bad as all that. So, there's been a fight then, eh? You can't sort it out yourself. Allowing this demon's work into our home, you know where to go. Mr. Egan kisses his bride on her head and nods, turning again to leave the room. He moves down a small hallway with four doors and stops at the first one on the left. The wooden door is shut and we could hear a murmur of voices speaking excitedly from within. Mr. Egan knocks as he turns the knob, opening the door and moving into the room.
The conversation stops immediately as we see a well-muscled young man of about 20 years with a shock of brown hair. He is shirtless and sitting upright on a stool in the middle of the room. A black tribal tattoo wraps from the young man's lower neck down to his forearm. Next to the imposing bruiser, a younger boy with red chin-length hair stands close by, wrapping his brother's shoulder with gauze. His startled gaze reveals him as the slightly more masculinely built mirror image of his sister Colleen in the living room. Mr. Egan nods at each of his sons in turn. Jock Dempsey, would you like to tell me what's got your mother so upset? And what's with the money? And what, on God's green earth, is that smell? Mr. Egan wrinkles his nose at the rank order in the boy's room, making his moustache dance as he moves and settles just inside the doorway. I want it, Pop, fair and square. Sharp set it up. You should have seen me. Took him down in the third round easy. Winged my shoulder good, but I'm fine. The younger son, a much underdeveloped version of the Dempsey we've seen to this point, holds up a small vial with some greenish-grayish poultice inside. That's a poultice. Dalton says it's good for a sore muscles, Pop. From the hallway, Colleen's voice can be heard. Dalton says, Dalton says. You'll be up for a wedding, pretty boy Dalton, pretty soon, isn't it? Dempsey lets loose a dwarven swear word, and Mr. Egan's eyes shoot up. We hear Colleen walk quickly away from the doorway from which she had been eavesdropping. I'm sorry, Pop. I didn't admit it. She's always teasing it all. But thirty silver crowns, Pop. In tis ours. We'll discuss your swearing later, boy. Thirty crowns, you say? Fair and square, Pop. I gave it to Ma. With much excitement, the younger brother chimes in. Mr. Sharp says he's got another fight in two weeks for Jack. This time, that purse is fifty crowns, Pop. Mr. Egan takes pause as he processes the unfolding events of his son's lives. His eyes grow weary for a moment as he considers the thirty pieces of silver on his dining room table, won by his older son's fists. Weighing that, with the seven stomachs he works hard to feed, the wood for their fireplace, the meager food in their cupboard, and the home which threatens to crumble round them, he makes a decision. You have done well, son. I'm proud of you. You're an Egan, and it's expected of you. The three Egans laugh at their family's long-told phrase as Mr. Egan crosses the room to embrace Jack. He holds the large, muscled man like one would a much smaller boy, the familiar embrace of a loving father. Listen, I'll talk to your mother. 
She'll understand. You're done good, Jack. Real good. The younger Dempsey's face stares on with a smile as his father and brother share their moment. And the small pang of jealousy goes unnoticed in Dempsey's eyes, which fades just as soon as it had arrived. so different to see everybody i need to switch some people around here because i'm not used to having you guys like that let me put you there and put you there there we go that's right no i don't like that all right there we go hi hello Good so how's talk. everyone been doing definitely i just so. i sent you the file did you send it to me yeah i did oh great thank you I believe that's if it's not hit me up. I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, I'm sure I have it saved on a flash drive. I, I wouldn't have deleted it. The only thing is I could, I'm concerned about is that when my computer had problems, I had to wipe it and rebring it back online. I tried to save a bunch of stuff and hopefully it got saved on it. So too many viruses brought on by the sexual sites. That's the problem is Mac doesn't allow that kind of loving. Why is there lotion on your desk? That's oh, my liver is not lotion. It's a, it's a little bit of mouthwash. It is for the dry hands. The human <laughs> lotion. All right. Are we ready, guys? Yeah, let's do this shit. Take a little swill here. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, uh, your trusted game master, Brian, welcoming you to another episode of our Dragon's Demand run through. And with me, the hard slingers yeah. rocking in keep telling you we're we're in the throat of the finale yeah that just let that sink in in the trope in the trope so lead us in really quick with a little bit of visualization Valadir. as you pick up dempsey's body in our turk's tomb you see Padre Hammerbane at the door motioning for you to hurry, hurry, hurry. The whites are right on your ass. You see Arturic standing over the body of your dead ally. And you make haste to the door, swooping up, picking up Dempsey in your arm, carrying him like a sack of Irish potatoes. You make it to the door as these Two whites follow you. Breathing heavy, you turn around slowly as these whites begin to close the door, but not before you bear witness to our Turk laying the mutilated corpse of your once friend in the ornate sarcophagus at the top of the dais. Boom! The door closes in your face. You stand in this 20-foot-long corridor still with about two inches of ice cold water on the bottom of it what would you guys like to do damn you Dempsey I told you we needed to get out shall we bring 
Dempsey upstairs. I mean, we don't want to leave him lying in water. No, no, we we need to get out of here. This this is much too dangerous. I, he, he should have listened to me. Here we are dragging his barely live corpse out. Let's, we must go. And just mm. for the hell of it, Dempsey, why don't you go ahead and make a death save for me? <laughs> out of the box. Tommy's pissed, man. <laughs> That's a four. It's a four. Oh, That's man. a fail. So you guys know that the end of this 20-foot corridor is that large circular room with that spiral staircase that goes up. Valadir, you swooped up Arturic's ring, did you not? Yes. Okay. That was the first thing I did before running to Dempsey. Before before we, we go, I want to try to stabilize Dempsey. Okay. So um, uh, it's a medicine check. Ooh, uh, 21. 21. Yep. Yeah, he lives. <laughs> At zero, but no longer making death saves. What would you like to do with his heavier I mean, than life body? Papa Hemabane, I do like your style. And Valadir will actually lay on hands, or sorry, cure wounds on Dempsey, giving him... Come on, baby. Eight points of healing. Nice. I'm just reminded of the scene in Sandlot where the girl goes and she's bringing Squints back to life and he's like still kissing on her and stuff. So <laughs> I imagine some of that with the father. I'm actually <laughs> reminiscent of the scene in Pulp Fiction myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who's got a spelt marker? <laughs> <laughs> you got a... <sighs> nice. What, just jab it in her chest? <laughs> All right, so Dempsey like an... comes out. Oh, so he pops up. <gasps> Deep breath in, and he's like splashing in the water, and he stands up, and he's like, Warren! Warren! And he starts pushing his way past you guys to get back to the door. So I, uh, Tommy grabs uh, Dempsey by the, the waist of his belt to like pull him back towards us, screaming, I told you we had to leave. What are you doing? We almost all died. I'm pulling him back, pulling him back towards us. You see like the, the muscles of the glutes just like pushing as he's going and it's slowly like he he's pushing and pushing, but he slowly loses the fight, you know, with himself. And you see he just like hangs his head and he's all wet and it's just dripping. And it's that acceptance where he's like, there's nothing he can do. You know, he just he has to stand there for a minute and realize it's it's over. And you just see like his heart's breaking and turns and he's all right. L let's move then. Lead us out. All right. So he's going to start walking out um, the other way. He's still beating the crap from this, still bleeding, but uh, he's just going to start walking uh, back towards the other tomb. Back towards the other tomb. Mm hmm. Okay. You guys make it to the large circular room. Go up the iron staircase to the circular room above you. Enter the long 100-foot corridor that goes to the southeast, where it comes to that junction. And then you start moving towards the northeast to that circular room that's on the other side of the crypt. You take that spiral staircase down. See the long corridor to the west 
that you know leads to Tulia's crypt. You see the door at the end of the corridor. I just imagine as they're walking, they're like recounting almost like a football players, you know, the the moves and stuff. And Dempsey just thanks you guys for bringing them back and everything. And uh, just keep moving towards the door. Okay. Open right. the door. And you see once again this large crypt. 60 feet long from east to west. 40 feet from north to south. On the far western wall you see that skull. That large black dragon skull. In the center of the room. Again you see the, the, the elevated stone steps that lead up to a lone ornate sarcophagi. What do you want to do? Enter. Dempsey, let's we need to get someplace safe for some rest. You're battered to shit, my friend. Alright. What 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 do we do here? Even as you guys begin to enter, you feel this this presence in the room. Ironically, even for being underground, you feel the wind kick up a little. And then all three of you hear just all about you. I take it your adventure was prosperous. It was, but it came with great cost. You see an apparition slowly begin to form at the top of the, the dais right next to the sarcophagi. Beautiful blue woman in this regal looking armor. It's definitely transparent. You can see right through her. But she seems to look right through the three of you as well. And she says, uh, And how is my husband? He nearly killed us. He yes. was none too happy to see us. As you can see, we're, we're minus a party member. Uh, you can imagine he's dead. Well, I can't imagine your pain. After all, I lost three children while with the man and lost my life in the process as well. I think as this is going on, Dempsey kind of moves to one side to let the other guys into the room. And uh, he's just kind of gesturing to himself like, yes, we've been through hell for this. For what? And she holds out her hand. Valadir will cautiously remove the ring from his coat and... <laughs> I thought you were saying remove the ring from his cock. <laughs> his cock. You mean it wasn't that kind of ring? Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> and uh, gently lay it upon her hand. She looks at this unornate piece of iron and just looks at it just like a slayer of Nazili to have a mundane iron band. At one point, Arturk was a good man. It's too bad it's soured. But I suppose you don't want to hear that. I suppose you want what you came here for. And she... We, we held up our end of the bargain. Indeed you, you hold up yours. Of course I will. And she gestures towards the sarcophagus and the lid begins to slide back and just tumble down the stone steps. Your prize... Your reclamation of weapons waits for you up there. Thought it was going to be a charcuterie board or something. Yeah, some prices right stuff, baby. <laughs> Dibs. 
Yeah. I called it. So Dempsey will start approaching the uh, sarcophagus and kind of like gesture to the others to follow him. You guys make your way up these steps. And as you look down in the sarcophagus, you see this beautiful blonde woman being suspended in a gentle repose. She's still wearing a banded armor about her. You see next to her right hand this gleaming razor sharp looking long sword. On the left side of her body you see a crossbow and right at the feet of her you see this large warhammer. She looks at the three of you and says, I do hope that these items prove prosperous. I know that you said that a Tepperax had returned, although I highly doubt that something like that could have ever happened. After all, I dispatched of him centuries ago, and I have not heard word from either side that he had ever returned. We know there's something out there. Uh, whatever we saw was probably not real, but there's something behind that thing, and that's what we need this stuff for. So you see, she gestures for you guys to take this equipment. Now, we'll divvy this up as you wish. We have a plus three Dragonbane transformative longsword. And the Dragonbane itself adds plus two to it so it's a plus five against dragons Ooh. the transformative weapon alters its shape at its wielder's command becoming any other melee weapon of the same general shape and uh handedness the crossbow itself is a plus three crossbow it has a crit range that's expanded from 19 to 20. at the right hand there are 10 plus one dragon bane bolts these arrows at a plus two to the already uh plus three when this thing is fired at a dragon you also see that there is a single lone shaft right next to one of her legs and this is an arrow of dragging slaying now the dc is a dc 17 con save for the target being struck by this thing and it will deal 8d10, save for half. The Warhammer itself, you hear her say softly, This was my father's Warhammer. I had bestowed it to Arturic, but after his death, I made sure it was buried with me. This is a plus three Warhammer. And just so you know, whoever decides to take the mail is plus three banded male of luck once per week the armor allows its wearer to require that an attack roll made against him be re-rolled he must take whatever consequences come from the second roll and the wearer's player must decide whether to have the attack roll re-rolled before the damage is rolled who wants to take what i'll, I'll grab the warhammer and the warhammer is just a standard plus three warhammer Yes. Okay. Strength-based. Dempsey, what would you like out of pile? Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the mail, the armor. Seems like I'm the, the front-row fighter, so that's uh, probably the best thing. But you're a College of Swords, right? 
Yes, I had my eye, but I wanted to give you first chance. Even though I did call dibs. I respect your dibs. So, crossbow. Yep. So, I'll take the longsword. Okay. So, you want to take the crossbow with the bolts? Um, I'll hold on to it. What about the arrow? Can any of us actually use that? Do any of us have a bow? Is it a bolt or an arrow? It's an arrow. Okay. So we need somebody with a short bow or a long bow that can actually shoot this thing. Aren't there a some... short bow on me? Let's... I could take it with us. Let's say, isn't there a? Yeah. Uh... That's a good idea, but I could see like running in with this thing and just stabbing it in like a dagger. Ooh. No, it has a d different property. If you do something like that, it's got to be fired. Yeah. So probably you should take it. Uh, June. Okay. okay. I'll take the ring. As she watches you guys desecrate. basically armor up. Yeah, desecrate her, her, <laughs> life, her place of rest. Um, she looks at the three of you and she says, I am sorry for your loss. If it's any consolation, please be at ease. And her apparition waves her hand over you and you feel all that whoever suffered any con damage during the last battle began to leave their body as you feel yourself level up. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Power extreme! <laughs> so we don't have to go into what you guys picked or chose or picked or chose to pick or chose. Um, what do you guys want to do though? Tell my we still have a we still have a, a job to do here. The town is still in danger. Even though we're down one, we still are tasked with protecting the Baroness and her, her people. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys got all that shit together? Yep, we got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, deer's just swinging around with his new longsword. It's awesome, guys. Doing like the Conan the Barbarian thing where he goes from left to right, like in that little swirl. Nice. It's getting a feel for it. Do, Looks do either of you feel that there's anything else here for us to to look? I, I feel like perhaps the our destination is beyond this crypt. Perhaps not. Agreed. The faster we get through with this, the faster I can get home to my family. Lead me through what you guys want to do. Uh, we let's 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 go back up top, boys. We we could probably use a little fresh air after after this encounter. Yeah. So um, yeah, Dempsey will put on the armor, and uh, he'll start. Once you guys are ready, he'll start leading us back out. Lead us out. This is where I go into like a falsetto voice, and I lead us out of the song. <laughs> so you make your way. To the hallway that leads you back outside and as you begin to leave the crypt you see that the sun has gone down bathing the sky in a in a reddish orange being rather circular in nature with a diameter of about 300 feet you see the large field that houses Tula's crypt just is ablaze with what's left of the light and as you look at the large bones of the long deceased black dragon its skeletal remains half on land, half in Escander Creek. Just this sense of calm begins to settle about you. Soft wind, 
the trickling of water from the creek, the ankle-high grass glowing in the fading light. Peace. Until Valadir. You look up and you notice a dark blot in the sky from the direction you came from, the direction of Belhaim. It's just a small dot, because Belhaim's actually kind of far from where you are. And as you begin to respond to this, all of you see a lone figure moving at a rather fast clip across this field in your direction. As this individual draws closer, you see it's Heinrich. He comes breathing heavy as he's coming towards the three of you. The town has been attacked. The Baroness's manor has been attacked. All the people have been set upon by those same flying creatures and drakes that attacked at the auction. Only this time there were a great deal more of them. A Teparax led the assault. I could hear him furiously accusing the Baroness of sending warriors to find weapons to kill him. He ordered no quarter. I was ordered to find you and report the news in hopes it is not too late for you to help Belhaim and the Baroness. Is the Teparax still at, at Belhaim or has he returned to his lair? Do we know? I am unsure because I came here. Come quickly, come to me with the Baroness. She will know. And right as he finishes, you see a large object briefly blot out the sky. It's this large green dragon. And as it slowly swoops in with its claws curled and hooked behind its massive body, it begins to flap its wings to hold its position as it looks down at the four of you and it says, Even after I gave your town a respite to collect for me my gold, you betray my kindness by going to the crypt of my enemy, of my kind. <coughs> Gotta lay off the cigars and oh, take <laughs> Did you hope to find hope to find weapons? You double-crossed me just as that pathetic old wizard Hunkley had done. <laughs> to think this all started with that old fool. And you see the curtails of this noxious gas foaming around its nostrils. Had he just given me the tomes I sought, but no, at last it has come to this. And you see the dragon brings its claws forward, and it's only now that you notice the body and the tight grip of one of them. It's the Baroness, and it brings its two claws together to meet, and with little effort, pulls the Baroness apart in two pieces, dropping bulk down to the soft grass below. Baroness! Whether she is alive at the time or not, who knows? But I do know one thing. It's time to roll some initiative. <laughs> this bastard will pay. 
Can I ask a quick housekeeping question? You bet. Oh, yeah. So with the, you know, the con healing and stuff, did we get any actual healing? Yes, you guys are fully restored up to full health. Thank God, because I would have okay. had like eight hit points, and I'm like, this is rolling into like a kick-ass battle. So. No, you guys are <laughs> fully awesome. restored. Your, your con is up, fully charged. Your health is fully charged. Thank By you, beautiful way, blue woman. <laughs> I wanted to say this. I had uh, mentioned this briefly Grandpa. off Ooh. air, but I don't think either Radgear Jr. heard this. Um, had you guys killed Arturic, those his honor guard would have stood down. Just, yeah. so you, just so you know that. Yeah, if you weren't chaining 20s like a freaking dude. Exactly. I, was well, I haven't started with the 20 tonight, okay. so weighted dice you know here. it's it's high and lows brian we're coming uh, for you all right tommy what do you got uh a flaccid 20. Valadir. a hard 20 with a 24. Ooh, dempsey that is a 12 sir oh how the tables Heinrich. have turned Heinrich <laughs> has a 17. 17. padre hammerbane you see this large green dragon come in posturing rip the baroness in half had you been somebody else you may not have gave two shits and then drop her corpse onto the grass below what would you like to do uh what's what's a distance i'm gonna say so basically her corpse is 35 feet away from you straight down he's 35 feet with maybe a height of 20 feet up in the air just okay i'm going to cast Eh, I'm just going to come out of the gate. Uh, I am going to cast my... Turn undead! Yeah, <laughs> Look at that! Use that! <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Okay. And big money, big money. Oh, come on, baby. That is a 21. There it is. That's going to hit. Oh. That's like the Jericho rocket, baby. That will be <laughs> Moab. <laughs> and that, my friend, will be 20 points of, uh, I think, Guiding Bolt's radiant damage. 20 points of radiant damage. Okay. Describe for me where you strike this dragon. Right in his culo. No. <laughs> <laughs> my, my starfish. I take my hands like a like a spear. And I shoot a guiding bolt into the eye of the dragon, one of the eyes of the dragon. It turns its head, strikes it upside the, the side of the jowl. Looks like it did a little bit of something to it. Not much, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Valadir. Actually, you should have gone first, Valadir. I apologize. That's okay. Valadir. Valadir wants to move up at least 25 feet. So that would put him kind of directly under where the dragon is. Close to it, yeah. He's still about 10 feet away from there, but he's right above you. Okay. And pulling out my long sword, I'm actually just going to take the dodge action, and I want to reply, Dragon, meet me on ground. Good trying to fly away. I'll be down in a minute. <laughs> when it's my turn. So you're holding your... I'm going to take the dodge action okay. just when it, if it does come towards me. Got it. Heinrich. 
Heinrich is in tears. He sees the Baroness in two places. Fuck, my <laughs> lady, I will avenge you. <laughs> two places at once. <laughs> so the, the, the group actually sees this old man sort of stand up straighter. And from under his coat, he pulls oh, out a, a rapier. You know, I don't know if you've seen Heinrich in all his glory. But not in lived. He, uh, <laughs> he, he moves. He moves uh, away from the group a bit and gets in range. But without not using his rapier, he holds out his hand to cast his firebolt at the dragon. Right. Is this dragon? This will be at advantage because of the guiding bolt. Ah, thank that's you. Exactly yeah. how I planned that. That you don't need to tell me these things. Oh, I know this. I'm very smart for an old man. Wouldn't want to be accused of not knowing the rules. It is a 19 with a plus seven, so that is um, how you say 26. Now, do you want to uh, roll again to see if you get a hard 20? I will roll one more time. No, this is a 16. Okay. This is well, only 60. It's going to hit anyways. By the way, right into the show at rollahard20podcast at gmail.com. Junior rolled that hard 20, and I will send you out a d20. You're not going to get his because he's just not going to do that. That's just not. So the damage is eight points. Very heartbroken. Dempsey. So I think that Dempsey, like, literally didn't even notice that Heinrich and the dragon are here. He's so caught up in the beauty, and he's like, you know, you, you should really write a song about... And then he turns like, oh, Grandpa, hey, how... And then he sees the dragon, he's like, oh, shit! And then he starts bucking up. Um, he's going to do the same thing. Can he just move up and hold his action until it's in range to you take a, a swing? Yeah. Do you not have bows and arrows? I have a bow. And I'm an old man. Dempsey will, rain, will rage. And that's all I got. So... From its position, you see it in hell briefly, and you all feel this wave of nausea begin to come over you. And I need for all of you to make a wisdom save as this as wisdom. this dragon's presence just begins to feel present upon you. Is this? Uh, are we saving? Are we making a save against anything? Yes, you are. Frightful presence. Wisdom save. Okay. This is not poison? Not yet. I mean, no. Padre, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you got, Padre? Uh, uh, ten. Ten. Fail. Balladeer. Tres. Fail. Dempsey. Fail. Heinrich. I also rolled the very low. <laughs> oh my I rolled an eight. <laughs> Wisdom is not my strength. Neither is strength. <laughs> <laughs> my strength is not my strength. You're killing me with this voice, Sam. Now I'm gonna, I, I have to do it when I hear it. Thank you. I love it. You guys feel this wave of fear come over you. Makes you want to run as this fearful presence just... Uh, Basically, you are all frightened. A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight. And the creature can't willingly move closer to 
the source of its fear. So you guys are going to have to get the fuck out of the way. This is going to last for one minute. He looks down at the four of you. <laughs> Bask in the fear of me. Grovel like the maggots that you are. And you see this gaseous cloud begin to curl and roll out of its mouth, making its way down towards you. And I need everybody to make a con save. Come on, big money. Ooh. All right, we got something to work with. Give it to me. Validir. 16. Dempsey. 19. Tell me. 8. Heinrich. <laughs> I have the 18. So, what did you get, Dempsey? 19. 18. Who got 8? Uh, Tommy did. Tommy, He's okay. So you're going to take full damage on this. Everybody else is going to take half damage. That's this noxious cloud makes its way down towards you. What type of damage is it, Mr. Brian? This is going to be its poison breath as it begins oh, to yes. emit downwards. It is in a 60-foot cone, so he starts at Valadir and Dempsey in bellows towards Tula's Crypt, where the other two are at. So, before you... Before this damage, so you had us run a con save. That's and, correct. And Tommy has advantage against poison. Okay, roll it again. There we roll advantage. Oh, there we go. Twenty-one. Well okay, done, my little So you're all going to take half of this, by the way. You sure are again. counting a long time. <laughs> There's a that lot to count, man. Is he stupid, or is there just lots of damage? It's too much alcohol. <laughs> so many dice. Dancing in the Elysium dream. You each take 18 points of damage. Uh, ha! Crom laughs at 18. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that's the wrong German. The Austrian. That's the wrong crowd. The, yeah, the Austrian. And then it actually comes down. One, two, three for Dempsey. Four, How five, close? six. Right in front of you guys. I'm going to punch take... that bitch. Okay, go for <laughs> it. Do your punch. <laughs> so this is uh, 15. 15. That is going to miss. All right. He swings like a punk. And he is going to attempt to claw at you right now with his second attack, Dempsey. With a nat fucking one. Yeah. That claw. DM. Dex save. He still remains upright. So does this mean I can do a repost? You my can. Friend? Yeah, go oh, for yes, it. Yes, I will use this. Now I have disadvantage because I'm frightened. So that's a seven. What? So I'm thinking a 14 misses. Oh, that's totally going to miss all day long. So that's two swings from Dempsey. Nothing. Valadir, what would you like to do? You see this large green dragon land right in front of you. <laughs> Is it in melee range? It is. Right now, it's in melee range. At that point, Valadir will take out Longsword and strike. Come on, baby. Get something good. Oh, fuck yeah. Oops. That's 22 to hit. That's going to hit. And I'm two-hand wielding this. 
Oh, shit. So that's 1d10 then. Yes. And let's roll that bad boy right now. Come on. Get something good. That is eight points of damage. It is still up. Obviously. That did not kill it for some reason. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think my sword is, it, is broken. Is Padre. Hmm. Uh, Padre is going to cast... Uh, are, are my companions within 30 feet of me? One of them is within 30 feet of you. The other two are 25 feet forward of you and right next to the dragon. Okay, so we're all within 30 feet. I can yeah. get everybody. Okay, I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing on the group. Third level, that's 3d8 plus 3. Everybody is going to get back 19 points of health. Ooh, damn. Yeah, baby. It makes you wish I did not save. Then I could have benefited <laughs> all the healing. Don't worry. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Done. There we go. Well done. Do you want to move anywhere? Padre? Uh, I'm within how many feet of the dragon? Uh, 30 feet. Oh, I'm within 30. Okay. I am going to... Uh, no, I'm going to just take my... Uh, I'm just going to dodge action. I love watching you guys bunch up. <laughs> Heinrich. So, with, with this, uh, how you say, fear, I cannot move closer to the dragon. I must stay away. Hmm? Is that true? Is that what your dragon fear did to me? Hmm? Speak up, GM. You cannot move closer to it. So then I must uh, stay far away. But does that allow me to move around the dragon? Maybe I can get behind the big worm. You would have to go all the way around and maintain a, a distance away from him. Actually, you know what is funny was... Uh, I will do that. Like, I will pepper him with, with the firebolts while I'm doing this. Hmm? Okay. Like? If you wish to. You would <laughs> have to do it with uh, disadvantage, though. Right. First roll for the firebolt is a 16. The Miss. second roll is a 9. So that would be a... 9! It'd be 9! So that would be very loud. <laughs> it'd be, uh, it'd be <laughs> 16. <laughs> Heinrich, go ahead and make your save against that being frightened. I will make my save against fear. That is a 17 unmodified. That'll pass. Very good. Very nice. So do you want to stay where you are or you still want to move? Uh, I would like to move away and try to get behind the dragon. Yeah. Okay, and, so southeast? Yes, the southeast works. Okay. I would Dempsey. like to try to flank this big creature with the warriors in front and myself in the rear. <laughs> so, Dempsey still has the frightened condition. So, yeah, because I, I'm going to be going uh, disadvantage, I'm going to whip out my baby blue 20. I got this baby like, at Dragon Con. My best friend uh, bought it and he left it in my backpack. Thank you, Adam. Just like <laughs> your eyes, my friend. Yes. <laughs> 20 sided. Uh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done, brother. I first roll is a six and a fourteen. Right. He's gonna go with the bonus action, and those are misses as well. So he goes for one like heavy right and a kick, 
and he just still can't connect with this thing. Do you want to move or stay still? He's going to stay up to it. He doesn't, he's not going to run away. He's still wanting to represent. Okay, go ahead and make your, uh, your save, your wisdom save. 14. Miss. Oh, Fail. Okay. Fail. You see this dragon begin to beat its wings really fast on the ground. And I need for both Validir and Dempsey to make a dex saving throw. Dempsey quit the quick on his feet, rolling 24. Oh, good job. Dempsey. 15. 15. Afraid that's a fail. You're going to take this damage and get knocked prone. You take nine points, and the dragon actually moves up into the air again. What kind of damage is it? It is bludgeoning damage. Okay. And you're knocked prone. Attack of opportunity. Negative. <laughs> Very good. As he's going backwards, he just fucking throws a punch at the dude. Just a nasty hang haymaker. Yes, but see. you know what? If if it's a consolation validator, it is your turn. So you can pretend it's an attack of opportunity. <laughs> I could try. Validio, once again, I'm trying with longsword. Gonna be horrible miss. Horrible as he miss. flies away. Yep, that's exactly it. He just gets out of your range. So now he's out of range. You want to do anything else? I'll just move my movement. I guess it would be east, inwards more into the yeah, town. Yeah, more inland. More inland. The town is more to the south. Okay, I'm just trying to scatter around a little bit while he's in the air. Okay. You see, Heinrich does not know this, but uh, I believe Validir has the dragon slaying arrow with this a bow. Yes. Oh, don't please don't forget about this. even though I do not know about. This. He does. <laughs> he doesn't have the bow. He's got the crossbow. So. Don't you have the bow? You said. Well, no, no, I have the arrow. Uh, yeah, who, the dragon arrow. I, the dragon I bane arrow. I have my my my. Who's got the crossbow? He has a bow. You have that on against? your character. Yes, yeah. Heinrich has a bow. No, you took the crossbow and the arrow. Oh, okay. So crossbow and the arrow. And the bolts, I would say. Yeah. Okay. You remember what the bolts do? I gotta tell you again. Uh, no, hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. Plus two dragon's bane bolts. Padre. Padre. Oh, Padre. Is it Marty Robbins I hear? What happened to the dragon slayer? I can't hear a fucking word you're saying, Chris. I'm gonna probably <laughs> fail miserably here, but I'll <laughs> I'll give it a shot considering what uh, I'm up against. I'm gonna cast uh cantrip word of radiance. You have to make a con save. You have to cast unmute next time. The <laughs> dragon must save the constitution. Con save? Yeah. Sorry. You'll probably... I can save. 19. That saves. Do I take damage? No. Okay. What did this spell do, if it works? It doesn't matter. Okay. It's all mute at this point. <laughs> Good lord, man. The DM has a bloodlust of I, dragon. I know. I can't believe it. It must be my, my play style. Very aggressive. Heinrich. That's what the guys at the county jail say as well about you. You're so aggressive. It's very aggressive. You don't and even give me leather to bite. So Don't we I, are we are in a this, this open field. You say there's a yes. creek. Is there anything 
where one might have some sort of, uh, you know, place to hide. If it came down to maybe a well, I could jump in or something. Uh, it would have, been, <laughs> would have been on to the west where the large skeletal remains of a deceased black dragon. Black dragon. Yeah, you could have hidden in its mouth, but the last time these individuals were close to it, a gibbering mouther came out and he, they, all they heard was, bah, 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 bah. go fuck you up. Let me see. I did not know that. Okay, so there's nothing around for me to, how you say, find find a place to hide if, if need be. No, okay. it's a the, wide open field. I will keep trying to uh, move to the other side of the dragon as he buffets in the air. Can they do that like hummingbirds? They can just float? Yeah, they can kind of like keep okay. beating their wings, keep themselves aloft. Very well. I will just keep attacking him, keep moving uh, to get around him. Potentially when he gets tired and lands, we can we can have a stabbing party. A so you stabby move a, party. <laughs> you move another 30 feet in this arc. Now you could double move. Move in 60 and not attack, or just move 30 and attack. What do you want to do? I would, no, I will move and I will attack. Things don't die unless you attack them. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a total of nine. Yeah, that's horrible, Heinrich. We have, uh, we have ways uh, to make this work, maybe, no? Dempsey. Why don't you show him how it works? <laughs> so... You know, Dempsey's not very smart, but he is a combat-oriented person. He is a fighter, so he starts assessing the battlefield. He's seeing everybody moving. He sees the bow on the back of Heinrich, and he's like, he's doing magic. Okay, so he's thinking fighting. So he's going to go um, move over to Valadir, and he's like, the arrow! Give me the arrow! And uh, he wants to interact and get that arrow from Valadir. And this is what his whole turn will, I want to do. I want to get the arrow from Valadir and then move close enough to Heinrich. If he has to, he'll throw it okay. at. He'll throw it to Heinrich. Yeah, not at. <laughs> not at. Hold on a second. Currently, you're prone. It's going to cost okay. you movement to stand up. Okay. So, so half, I think half it's half movement. your movement. It's half movement. Okay. And as and long as Valadir has no, no apprehension about giving you this, you can just take it. But then you would have to... So you just take it, but you would only have 15 feet of movement, and then you could double move the rest, or you could have a full movement the rest of the way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I reached all, in his sack last night. All of a sudden, you're I'm Hawkeye, and you're just taking my arrows all willy-nilly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, we, come on, give, give me the arrow. We'll give it to Grandpa. He will shoot it. It's right there, comrade. Grab it. All right, so he's going to get up. He does like that cool thing where he jumps up and lands on his feet. That is never cool, by the way. I just want to let you know that. That has never was, been cool. It was badass, and Romeo must die. Oh. <laughs> Jet Li did it. In the 80s, the, the rappers did this. I thought it was yes. very, very dexterous. So he Chuck Norris's up, runs over and grabs the arrow, and he's going to use the rest of his movement just to get as close to Heinrich and hold it out. So you see this ornate arrow with like fletching, just all different colors and stuff. He's like, here, here, kill this thing, Grandpa. Which so, I, have, I have my own arrows. What, what, is, what is this? You should know this is magic. We got it from the dead lady. Yes. Just like this nice armor. I will use it to avenge the Baroness. Ah! <gasps> 
Yeah. I'm going to try to break out of this frightened condition. That's a 19, son. So that's yeah, a 20. Good job. Good All right. Job. Very well. It looks down at you, Dempsey. Hammerbane. Looks to his right, sees Heinrich. Sees I'm Valadir. over here. Kill me. Do it. <laughs> I am here. And I'm just going to use the windows. A one, two, three, four. Valadir. Glad we got the arrow. Get this. <laughs> yeah, right? You hear this dragon whisper something. And I need you to make a... you fool. I need you to make a constitution save. Oh, no. As you feel big money, this big money. thunder begin to rumble around you. Oh, no. I think that I might have met Baladio what his pants a bit with D5. Oh. Would be a fail. As you feel the ground about you begin to tremble and shatter. 13 for 17 points of damage. Ooh. What spell was this? Shatter. Shatter? Okay. Just want to make sure. And that leads you to know one thing that this thing can cast spells. As it hovers, it then floats back and lands 15 feet away from you on the ground. Where are you at, Dempsey? So I would be closer to Heinrich. So what's that, southeast? Yeah, so that's actually 45 feet away. So he's not going to attack, but he's going to do something else. He's going to see if he's got something happening here. Okay, you hear him begin to intake this breath what would you like to do Valadir? i am going to drop the long sword actually i can't throw it towards dempsey you're raging though can you actually use weapons while you're raging yeah i yeah, am okay. a weapon what are you talking about i know <laughs> he's the perfect weapon is tossing cost uh cost me my action tossing the long sword towards dempsey yes you're just going to drop it or you get to throw I it I can out? come get it. I can no, I'll just it. drop it because I, at least that way it's a free action. And then draw the uh, crossbow. Okay. All right. Taking attack. 12 to hit. Nice. Damn it. Dempsey, come grab this from you, me. You want to move or you want to stay? Um, I'll just keep moving. I'll like uh, move 20 feet to the north. Back from, from where, where you I came from that. Okay. Yeah. Back so towards where up. Padre's at? Okay. Padre, you see Valadir drop his sword, pull out his crossbow, fire at this dragon, and then immediately turn and start running in your direction. What What's his distance from me? Five feet away. Okay. Because he uh, ran 20 feet, so he's... You're 25 feet away, so... All right, so I'm going to take my move action, move uh, closer to Valadir within touch range, and I'm going to cast Enhance Ability upon him. Ooh. So he shall have advantage for any of his dexterity checks going forward. For how long? Uh, as long as I have concentration for one hour. Cap's okay. Grace. Meow. 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 Heinrich, you see Dempsey cut the radius of this circle you're making with a shaft in his hand as you make your circumference around the field. Looks like he's trying to gesture for you to take this thing. 
You want me to take this arrow? Why now? Use it. Kill, kill him. Kill him, Grandpa. This will kill the dragon. It then I will hurt. use this to or avenge, avenge my lady Baroness. Okay. Uh, I will unsling my bow and I will take <laughs> the arrow and I will fire it with deadly accuracy at the big room. This is for you, Baroness. That is a hard 20, my friend. Okay, so here's what you're going to do you're going to roll 16d10 because you because you roll the dice twice. So, and I need to make a con save myself. Holy crap. There's my so, con save for a 14, and the con is 17, ooh. so I fucking fail. So, so this is for 16d10 damage? That's correct. Okay, yeah. I will I will roll and say the numbers. Someone marks them down, and then we can add them up after. As a group, you know, fun. Have fun, kids. <laughs> this guy needs a fucking dice roller. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'll roll the dice for him at this point. Yes, I rolled a six and an eight. Please, uh, Tommy Hammersbane, roll two d10s for me. Two d10s. Yes. That is going to be an eight and a four. Okay. Uh, Dempsey. Ah, You want to roll some dice, Dempsey? Of course. Yes, please. I've got a nine and a four. And someone is writing these down, right? I'm good. I got it. Well done. And now, but... Valdir, must you uh, roll the dice, my friend? <laughs> Got a seven and a five. Uh, okay. What were the original, the, the first two rolls, what were they? Six and, Six an, eight. and an eight. Now we have a, a zwei, a two, and a ten. Oh. Yeah, so keep going, Tommy, you roll. Uh, that's going to be a seven and a three. A seven and a three. Well done. Um, seven. <laughs> seven. Yeah. Hey, Egon, what you had there? I, I had know. a eight and a one. All right. Where are we at? Sixty-nine. Valadir. We don't. We don't count yet. We don't. Uh, come on, uh, you've heard. You got to stop at that number, though. <laughs> he knows a gambler song. All right. I got a six and a ten. <laughs> And I need two more rolls. And I will do the last two. Wait, wait. Two, four, six. No, that was oh, it. Nope, that's it. That's 16. Okay. Okay. Where we I at? Came up, I came up with 98. Nine. Nine. 98 points. I will roll 98. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Want to know where you're at? Want to know where the dragon's at? Yes. I'll tell you that. He's fine. He's a next writer. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Cliff Dragon. So now it's Heinrich rolls the hard twenty. Uh, someone can write in and get a doubloon or something. How does that work? Write in and get a D twenty. And where are they gonna write into? Roll the hard twenty podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Thank you, Racky. Don't be shy, because we want to hear from you, all of you, each and every one of you.
Agent Everybody. Each. <laughs> Agent Each. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally... Join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.